Well, it's that time, tax time. Is your CPA telling you everything you need to know and building you the best strategy? My next guest will clear up everything for you. Enjoy. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. I have a wonderful CPA on today who's going to be hopefully answering all of your questions. I know she's going to be answering mine. Super excited. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Thank you, Kate, for having me here. I am Mary Anderson. I am a CPA and partner at Koval Anderson Koval. We're located in Easton, and I'm a tax strategist. That's, uh, I have a master's degree in tax. So uh, I like getting all of the pieces together and putting together a strategy to meet short-term and long-term goals, depending on where a person is in their life or business cycle. And that's so important to save money, making sure that you know how much to pay. I mean, when you start to open up a business like I did, you know, all that stuff is you just want to focus on your business and you want someone like you to say, just tell me what I need to do. Is this something I do? Is this something, you know, you do? It's, it, it can just be one more kind of hat you have to wear. Hopefully business owner can say, you know what? I value my CPA. I can call my CPA and have that kind of conversation. Um, is there any business industries that you usually work with? Um, I work with small to medium sized businesses. Mm. And according to the IRS, that means if your gross sales are less than 25 million, you're a small, to, you're a small business. Oh. Uh, over 25 million, then you're a large business. So um, if your gross receipts, I, I mean, I do work on a few that are over 25 million, but my specialty is really the small to medium sized business. There's a lot of strategy we can do with business mm. owners. So I like working on the business tax return that flows into the personal tax return where we can make sure the strategies are, are playing out. Exactly. And do you have recommendations for like, I'm, I'm an LLC and it's just me um, and I have contractors who work with me. Do you have recommendations and kind of plan out strategy that way as well to say, here's the best way? Because of course, now I'm starting to bring on my own health insurance. I'm starting to bring on thinking about life insurance, um, disability insurance, there's all these things that come in. And then I'm starting to think is, well, how's the best way that I can, is it through the company? Do I do that? Is it through my own? How do I deduct that? There's so many now things that I'm bringing on. Is that kind of something you help out with the strategy as well? Absolutely. Mm. Um, we like to think of ourselves as business advisors and strategists. So our firm is a little bit different than other CPA firms in that we want you to call us. We want you to reach out to us. We want to help walk you through these questions, these different ideas, these different opportunities. Mm. A lot of times you just need to talk to someone, talk it out, maybe um, do a little analytical analysis with someone. Um, we do this full time. We're here year round. We're always available. Uh, mm -hmm. This is what this is what we like to talk about. This is what I love to talk about. Um, so yes, that's we wonderful. Help you with that's those wonderful. strategies, taking care of your employees, making sure you strategize it so you can get the tax credits. Because mm -hmm. depending on the year, um, there's a tax credit out there right now. If you wanted to start a 401k plan, you get $500 off the setup fees over three years, which would, in most cases, pay for the setup of the plan. A lot of employers don't know that. It's not something you're going to see on CNN tonight mm -hmm. that, hey, there's a tax deduction if you want to set up a retirement plan. Oh. Um, there has been so many changes this year with COVID. Um, so it's been really interesting. I thought I knew all of these tax credits that were out there for um, business owners. 
these sole proprietors who um, have gotten sick or trying to take care of their employees, that um, there's these loans available to the Small Business Association. Well, there was a new one that came across my desk earlier this week. I didn't know anything about. I've been to four different training classes and it's never been mentioned. Oh. Um, if you're a sole proprietor, which would be, um, it's, that's a tax status. You could be an LLC, you could mm -hmm. be um, just a doing business as, but really it's a sole proprietor. If you had to miss work because you were caring for a family member Mm -hmm. or you had COVID yourself, there's a tax credit to reduce your taxes on your 2020 tax return. And no one's talking about it. Um, it's, it's so interesting. There are so many different credits and deductions that are just buried in this tax code. Wow. Um, and that's the part that's interesting to me. You can tell I get excited about it. I'm a nerd about it. No, that's um, what we want. We want someone who's, who's going to be the kind of person it. that says here's exactly what you need to do and kind of yeah. geek out a little bit and nerd out a bit. I, I know that with my services, when people come to me for things, I kind of, you know, nerd out and kind of geek out a little bit and say, we can right. do, do, do. And at the end, of it, they just say, sounds good. What do you need from okay. me? That's, you know, I, I trust you. You, you do this. Exactly. I don't even want to touch it. Same thing with me. I'm like, I don't want to, I have no idea, you know, should I, how the taxes should be. And, you know, now that I'm, you know, am I going to go up in a tax bracket? So there's so many things, especially for a small business owner like me, but in, still in my twenties is saying is all these new things that I have to now budget for, and I have budgeted for and having a Roth and having all these things is when do I switch things over to again, a, a SEP IRA. And I know that's for a financial advisor, but how, how does that kind of conversation start to connect in with my CPA and say, what's taxable, Absolutely. what's not, what's a vehicle for my success and how do I invest in myself and start to use these things? Because again, you know, no one talks about this kind of stuff, just like you're saying in college, mm -hmm. outside of college, um, most people don't really start their own business and just say, here, figure it out. Or if they have, they've already been under a company where they've seen how things, you know, how deductions work. So this is a great learning process for myself and a lot of business owners out there who are, you know, don't really know as much as, you know, the older generation would know. Mm -hmm. No, it's, it's, it's very exciting for me to talk to people building their business. I like to talk to them about their short-term goals, their long-term goals. Taxes are your biggest expense. It, it could take mm -hmm. 45, 50% of your income. There are ways that we can strategize it. So mm -hmm. like you said, um, you know, you just started a business, you're trying to figure it out. You're kind of pulled up your big girl pants and going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, yeah, this is a... You just have to strategize. I know. And that's, that's where work comes down. And I, I like people who have a strategy. I like people who say, well, we can kind of take a different approach because that's how I do it in my business. So seeing, and I know there's a tax code you have to go through and there's maybe not as much flexibility as maybe in my business, but still someone who kind of thinks outside the box and say, um, you know, here's where you're going in the next couple of years. And here's what you're going to want to look at. And it might not mm -hmm. shift as much for other business owners, say, who've been around for, say they're in the fifties and they're saying, yep, we have this many employees or maybe to look, bring on a new employee. But for me is we have all these different, um, mm -hmm. you know, incomes changing, um, new, new things that I, I have to take on. And, and so it's, it's shifting. And, it, and it's really interesting to strategize that because I, I, I love to save. I'm, I'm, I love investing in, myself and, and my, uh, you know, Roth and all those things. So, and saving money is always a key. And I do see a lot of services on the site. Is there anything that's most popular that people are starting to ask about that any new services through COVID or any new laws during COVID that people are starting to ask about now? 
you know, a lot of people have asked me about deductions for being able to work from home. Hmm. And unfortunately, I, this is actually an area I was hoping uh, we would see a deduction. Yeah. Um, but when the tax law changed in 2018, I don't want to get into politics, mm-hmm. but if you look at the concept of it, mm-hmm. the person who was in charge of the country and wanted the tax laws changed mm-hmm. was very business focused, was heavily involved in businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of the deductions that employees had where they could write off if they had a, a home office that they had to work out of, mm-hmm. um, if they had union dues, job search expenses, investment expenses, all of those deductions were taken away. They were taken right off the itemized deduction schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, but now uh, businesses can deduct anything that's ordinary and necessary for their business. Mm-hmm. So the tax law really changed so that individuals who are working for a company and being mm-hmm. taxed as a W-2, getting mm-hmm. a, a paycheck with uh, taxes taken out, they can't deduct any of those expenses, whereas a business owner can. So um, there have been a lot of people in COVID whose side hustles, you mm-hmm. know, the little business they had going on the side, a little consulting income, a skincare, whatever it may have been. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them have, have pivoted as mm-hmm. a result of COVID and are really growing their self-employment income. And I've been talking with a lot of clients and explaining the differences in the way you can be taxed and, mm-hmm. uh, and coming up with these new uh, business deductions. Uh, helping them with their tax returns, strategizing it, deductions that they can't take as an employee any longer. Mm -hmm. They now have a small business, so we could take the deductions over there. Um, Mm -hmm. So we can strategize that. Um, I get a lot of questions about LLCs Mm -hmm. and whether or not um, getting an LLC will help them save taxes, Mm -hmm. which actually an LLC doesn't have an effect on your tax return. An LLC is for legal liability protection. Mm -hmm. If you are uh, doing business as or Mm -hmm. a sole proprietor or Mm -hmm. a single member LLC, Mm -hmm. they all get taxed the same way. It's all part of your personal tax return where you report the business. Mm. Um, However, as an LLC, um, as your business grows, you have Mm -hmm. options where you can elect to be taxed as an S-corp. And that's where we can strategize with the self-employment tax. I just um, saw that on an Instagram post and I, you, you beat me to it and I, t- I texted someone else to it and said, is this true? Um, and it was a certain form, right? You had to fill out to 2553. Yeah. To become an S-Corp, it's very easy. You just mm-hmm. file the form and the IRS almost automatically grants it. But there's rules that come with being an S-Corp mm-hmm. and not everyone talks about that. Um, When you become an S-Corp, you're supposed to have bookkeeping. You're supposed to be running this like a corporation. It has to have separate business bank accounts, um, and it's a separate tax return that gets filed. So um, electing S-Corp will save you on taxes, but it also brings in other expenses. So you want to make sure your your taxable profit is at a point where uh, where it's being taxed as an S-Corp, that tax savings is going to exceed Hmm. the cost of the other expenses. So you want to make sure it's financially beneficial. There are expenses going that go with um, an S-Corp. So the tax savings needs to exceed that. That's really interesting. It's a balancing act. Yeah. So you said, so uh, a bookkeeper. So um, if I were to do that for my my company and be an S-Corp, then I would, it would say is you need to hire someone. You can't just be doing it through QuickBooks. You need to hire someone to either do your books for you and reconcile it. No, you can be doing it yourself, but you do have to have QuickBooks or some sort of bookkeeping process. Oh, gotcha. um, a lot of people, sole proprietors, they might have an Excel 
spreadsheet. They might go through their bank statements at the end of the year. Um, and if you elect to be taxed as an S-Corp, that's not going to cut it. Okay. Um, I do some IRS representation where I get hired to represent um, someone who's being audited. Um, and that's so much fun. I can't even tell you how much fun I have with that. Really? Um, I do, well, it can, it's a little sexist, but I'm tall and blonde. So I start off uh, bringing them coffee. Yep, and yep. then by the end of the week, I'm nailing them with tax code. There you go. So it's so much fun for me because I'm always uh, underestimated. They figure a girl in the office is usually mm -hmm. a secretary, mm -hmm. not knowing that I'm actually the tax geek. So mm -hmm. um, yeah. You're just dropping knowledge. Part. I love oh, that. It's so much fun for me. It's, uh, it, it's fun. I enjoy it. But through that, I find out what you can get away with in an audit and what you mm. can't. Um, so from having that experience, I know all right, if you lose one year's worth of receipts, let's say, in a mm -hmm. flood that happens in your basement, mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. We can use the credit card statement. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have any receipts for any of the years, that's not going to fly. Mm -hmm. So um, you've got to have a defendable position in an audit. So if you give me just enough of the facts, I can create the story that makes it defendable for your business. What and are your... that's creative for me. Yeah. What are your thoughts on like the meals and because I, I have QuickBooks and so all the meals and expenses, I just put everything again through through my business here. Um, but say you go on, is there any, I know you talk business, you can, I think it's half of it is, is deducted. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but how do you verify that? Like, how do you know that someone went to the 99 and did a, a business meeting with so-and-so? Is there eventually those start so, to add up? There's rules to that. Mm -hmm. So if you go out to eat and you have a business meal for 2020, it's 50% deductible. Mm -hmm. um, and the thought process behind that is that's your own personal meal. Half mm -hmm. of it is usually two people going out to eat and you can't deduct food you eat. It, you need that to live. It's a personal right. expense. Mm -hmm. So that's the mentality behind why it's 50% deductible. Mm -hmm. But going into 2021 with all of the COVID stuff going on, this was just in the, the newest tax relief package that um, was passed right at the end of the year before mm -hmm. Biden came into office. And um, because of everything that's going on with the restaurants related to COVID, if you go out to eat in a restaurant for business purposes, it's 100% deductible. If you get the food to go or catered or bring it home, it's only 50% deductible. Oh. So the, I thought that was interesting that they took you know, the temperature of the country right now and the industries that are really struggling. And they tried to put something in there to help them, uh, to help these restaurants. And it's not very big on the news yet. I don't know how they're going to audit that and make mm. sure you actually ate in the restaurant. But uh, when it comes down to an actual audit and having the receipts in front of you for the Mr. IRS auditor, um, you're supposed to have a notation on there on what you talked about and who you met with. Mm -hmm. um, so as long as that information is there, or you can go back in your calendar and make sure you have it and mark it down for me, mm -hmm. that's what we would need to use um, in defense at an audit. What if you did uh, in the memo when that comes in and it says, oh, $43.57 was charged. And I just say memo was, you know, of course, meals and entertainment and then uh, met with, you know, so-and-so uh, roofer company, blah, 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 and just put it in the memo or would an actual receipt, of course, I'm sure that's the best, but would that be needed or would a memo be okay? The memo would be okay. Mm -hmm. um, the receipt would be better. Mm -hmm. um, I know with QuickBooks, only because we've mentioned it, um, they have a feature where you can take a picture of the receipt mm -hmm. as you track your transactions. 
um, and that way you don't have to worry about keeping the paper, and that way it's all tied in together nice and pretty with a bow. Oh, well then maybe I'll try that because I do have QuickBooks and I do love it. Uh, well, and is that um, for the 100% deductible, is that um, temporary or is that continuing on until someone changes it? Well, all the tax laws are temporary until they're changed, yeah. but this one was written for 2021 and 2022. Hmm. What's interesting is back during the 2018 tax law change, it used to be 50% meals and entertainment. So if you were entertaining clients, you took them out to a ball game, it would be 50% deductible. They got rid of entertainment completely. So you can't take clients out to a baseball game and write it off. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's, the plan was when they changed it to get rid of meals entirely by 2025. So when they made this big tax law change, my big talk to everybody was, okay, you can only deduct half your meals and then it's going away. Mm -hmm. And now here it is two, three years later. And now we can deduct 100% of meals, but no entertainment. So it's, it's just one of those um, political topics that's constantly getting adjusted. Definitely. And I think I saw on the website is that there's, I think you guys had a post about remote CFOs. We do. So um, we like being the business advisor. My um, business partners are both really into football. I'm a tax nerd. I don't know mm -hmm. the first thing about football, but I know Tom Brady was a quarterback and he was in charge. Yep. So <laughs> my business partners like to call <laughs> themselves the quarterbacks of a business. Mm -hmm. So um, when you have questions with your business, call us. We like uh, talking things out. And with that comes this remote CFO service. It's almost like a managerial accounting kind of a, well, what are your prices and why? Mm -hmm. And having those conversations and doing the analysis. So you may have a bookkeeper or you may be doing QuickBooks yourself, but there needs to come a point where you need to do a higher level analysis. Let's say mm -hmm. you have multiple streams of income. You're mm -hmm. providing multiple services. Like in your business, you're um, providing digital marketing services, you're providing a podcast mm -hmm. and uh, websites. So mm -hmm. that's three different types of services you provide. So for a remote CFO, we would look at it and say, okay, which one's more profitable and why? Is one of these not profitable? Should we be allocating expenses? Let's look at your prices. Why are you charging at this rate? If you go up, if we increase your rate 10% and you lose 10% of your clients, you're still making the same amount of money mm -hmm. and you're doing less work. So um, it's having these conversations and helping a business, guiding a business owner to the next level. It's helping them grow. Um, and you, we're all running a business to make money. Mm -hmm. Someone to talk it out and work with to make sure you are making money. Of course. If your business grows year over year and your employees continue to grow and your stress continues to grow, mm -hmm. but if your bottom line isn't increasing, mm -hmm. what are you getting for that additional stress? Right. Um, so it's a lot of it, analytical. It depends on their type of business, a construction mm -hmm company analysis is going to be completely different than a uh, marketing service business. Right. Um, so right. we have clients in a lot of different industries, but the business mm -hmm. cycle is still the same. Mm -hmm. um, supply and demand, you know, as you grow, you've got to scale. You've got to make sure you're, you're hitting your price points, making sure you're managing your expenses. Um, so that's a service that uh, we like to offer. It's not that easy to find, or it can be expensive to hire someone full-time in that kind of role. Mm -hmm. um, and a growing business may not need that yet, mm -hmm. but 
they need some advice, they need some guidance, um, and we want to be there to help them. And I know you kind of touched upon some things that are changing in 2021, 2022. Is there anything else that something someone like me and other listeners might want to know for their business in 2021? Things are changing. I know the other PPP is coming out, stimulus check, all that stuff's kind of do we know what's coming? I have no idea, but um, yeah. is there anything that, that we do know that we can kind of prepare for? So all of my business owners, I'm talking to them about the PPP mm-hmm. and the EIDL. When those new loans came out back in March and April of last year, there was a lot of misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's going to give out free money and then it's going to be forgiven. So we're going to take out a loan and then we get to keep it. Mm-hmm. I was excited extremely skeptical in the the beginning, which of course just made me research it further. Um, It's a fantastic deal right now. Any business owner that hasn't spoken with a banker about getting a PPP is uh, doing a disservice to themselves. They absolutely, everyone who has a side business, any consulting income, all of that counts as a business. You should talk to a banker, see if you qualify, Mm -hmm. um, and we can help you with the forgiveness process. Um, I know we've picked up a lot of new clients because it's not something other accountants are offering. Um, I enjoy this stuff. We geek out on it. Mm-hmm. So we're happy to help clients do the forgiveness application, walk them through it, help them through the whole process. We're a boutique firm. We're a small firm. We want to be there to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, so and PPP, what was the first thing you, you mentioned or the PPP and? The EIDL. And what is so that? The economic. Economic Injury Disaster Loan from the Small okay. Business Association. Um, and that one, in the beginning, they were giving out grants. So you would get $1,000 per employee, up to $10,000. And then they were saying you had to back that off the PPP. And then they were talking about it being taxable or not taxable. The EIDL is a loan. It's not forgiven. Um, the, the few thousand in the beginning, if you got that, it's a grant. You get to keep it. In Massachusetts, still though, you have to pay tax on it, which is Massachusetts mm. for you. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, Massachusetts will kind of jump on the bandwagon. Um, so there's there's been a lot with the EIDL and the PPP, and whether or not it's taxable, making sure it's being used for the right purposes, and in some cases, banks are starting to send out uh, statements asking for repayment because remember these were loans when they mm-hmm. were set up. So there is still a lot of confusion out there. No mm-hmm. one should have to be paying these back yet. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't got a PPP, get it as soon as possible. The deadline is March 31st, and we're finding it's taking a few weeks to get through the process. Um, so I would definitely do that to okay. help business owners. Um, I would talk to them about whether what how COVID impacted them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would talk about whether or not Uh, They had any payroll, if they Mm -hmm. had employees on the payroll, whether they paid them or didn't pay them, if they had COVID impact them, if there were payroll payroll taxes available for it. Um, And we'd also want to talk about making sure we don't double dip on any of these loans or credits. Um, There's a lot of grants out there right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm working with um, several uh, different businesses just outside of Boston. They spent a lot of Massachusetts grants available and it's strategizing the use of the funds. Mm -hmm. So let's say um, I have a a legal firm that I'm working with who got a grant from Massachusetts Mm -hmm. that they have until March, I don't know, say six to spend it. Mm -hmm. And so it can only be used on certain expenses. 
But then they also got the PPP a few days later, not Mm -hmm. knowing that they were going to get the grant and they have to spend the PPP in so much time. So it's, it's strategizing it. And um, I love being there for my clients. They didn't expect that they were going to get this grant and they call me up and they're like, okay, now what? So um, that's awesome. Yeah. And it, obviously you have a lot of experience, any great success stories of saving people money, all those fun things. Oh my goodness. So many. I know that your your mind's probably going right now, or people switching over and saying, "Hey, I didn't know that I could do this," and it switched them. I feel like it's a Geico commercial. Fifteen minutes, percent or more. <laughs> but it's true. Taxes are such a huge expense. Oh gosh, I have some really cool stories from doing forensic accounting, where um, we get involved when, say, a husband and wife are getting divorced, and one of the spouses has a business. Mm-hmm. and um, they're trying to hide money, make it look like the business isn't making money so that the mm-hmm. spouse doesn't get alimony or, or whatnot. Um, and if I can show people how to hide money, that means I can probably find it as well. Oh, there uh, we go. So it gets really, we found um, about a secret girlfriend who had property put into her name, and then the business sold, oh my goodness. There oh. are so many crazy things people do when they're desperate, which is sad. I don't want drama in my life. I'm happy to live through everybody else's bank statements. You can find anything um, about a person through their finances. They can try to cover it, but there's, there's usually a paper trail. Um, we once had an, a private investigator sent to Portugal because there was a child of theirs that had passed away. It was a husband and wife um, divorcing. And this child that they had together had special needs, was originally born in Portugal. Um, he passed away, but um, through our forensic accounting engagement, uh, we had reason to believe that there was an account under that child's name, hundreds of thousands of dollars in Portugal, um, hidden under this passed away child's social, or whatever they call the identification number over there. Wow. Oh, interesting. It's, it's amazing what people do. It's like an episode um, of like, um, what's that show? Not, not Criminal Minds, but... CIS Miami or something but the financial side it's true yeah you have to have a good relationship with your accountant Mm -hmm. Um, you don't talk about these sort of things with other people you don't talk to your best girlfriend about you know the bonus you got last week or Mm -hmm. what you're going to do with it Um, so it's a you have to I have to be able to listen to people and give them the opportunity to talk if they're earning money in cash and they don't know what to do with it we got to talk about it. Let's get it fixed, get it on the straight and narrow. I, I, you wouldn't believe the things people tell me. It's, it's, I think it's because they don't tell their girlfriend about their bonuses that they feel mm-hmm. like they can tell me everything that they did last week. And I mean everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the receipts that people send us, it's funny. You know, people have medical expenses and that's mm-hmm. usually pretty private stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sometimes there are medical expenses that are really private. Would you ever send that receipt to your accountant? <laughs> well, they do. And they said, oh, uh, I had this. Uh, surgery? Well, yes. That <laughs> surgery. I was thinking more like ED issues. Mm-hmm. And they had to get equipment. And, mm-hmm. you know, they wanted the tax deduction for it, which is completely legal. Mm. But. I would probably have just sent a note that said medical expenses. Here's the figure. Right. <laughs> Instead is of there, sending uh, yeah. photos of the apparatus. 
<laughs> is there a um, code of confidentiality that you that CPAs have to take, or is it well, as, just yeah? As a CPA, we have um, ethical standards that we have have to adhere to. It's mm -hmm. not the same as an attorney with you know uh, attorney-client confidentiality, but this is extremely private stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I can't talk to anyone about this. Even if I wanted to, I can't say, hey, John Smith sent me a receipt for something mm -hmm. else mm -hmm. and, and laugh about it. I, it's, it's nobody's business. I mm -hmm. don't even tell people who my clients are. I mean, if you were to become, or if you are one of my clients, I'm not going to walk around and say, oh, guess what? You know who my client is? Yeah. You just got a great surgery. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, it's, um, we're not required to keep that sort of stuff confidential, but honestly, you don't want me talking about your private stuff. Right. So, yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> that. That's always good. And obviously, you know, you're a wealth of information. I love the spirit behind it. And, and you, you and I kind of, I think, are very versed in, in our industries and are excited about it, excited to learn and excited to help people. And for those people who want to, share the receipts very confidential, you know, confidential <laughs> with you. What's the best mm -hmm. way for those people who maybe want to chat with you, want to talk about saving money? We all love doing that. What's the best way yeah. for them to get hold of you? Yeah, I'm the kind of girl that says, yeah, there's an app for that. Mm -hmm. I love having my calendar on, um, it's out there. You can jump on my calendar. That's the mm -hmm. easiest way to get in touch with me. We can have a phone call. We can have a free initial consultation. Um, I'm happy to talk to anybody, talk about your situation, what's the best way I can help, or if there is a situation where I can't help, mm -hmm. um, I'm always happy to talk. Um, so you can always get, get me on calendly.com slash mm -hmm. uh, Mary Anderson, or uh, you can go to our website, colvillandersoncolville.com. Colville, I feel like I always have to spell that out. C as in cat, O, B as in Victor, A, L, Anderson, and then colvillegain.com. Um, so we have a client login button. We have a secure portal so you can exchange your documents with us that way. And that way it comes right to me. No one else has to see your information. That's wonderful. And any final, before we wrap, wrap up, any final tips or recommendations to listeners? Oh gosh. Uh, if you, if you thought about starting your small business, this is the time to do it. And I would love to talk to you about it. There are ways that we can strategize your taxes and, it's not as scary as you think when you have an advisor on your side. That's wonderful. And it was, I'm so happy that you were able to join on today Thank and you. pick your brain as I love to do. I always say, you know, you don't know what you don't know and having people such as yourself on who are just, just share so much information and just, it just, it just helps so many people. I, I greatly appreciate it. And I hope that uh, everyone listening enjoyed and I'll see you guys on the next podcast. Thanks so much, Kate. Hey, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening. And if you want to listen to more podcasts where I bring on other professionals all across the country on my podcast, Signaling Success, you can go to katecreativemedia.com to see more of your favorite podcasts. <laughs>